0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Hey guys and guys and gals and gals, wow, I'm so out of practice for this. Okay, so hey guys and gals, this is Jesse, this is Kyle, and this is Tyler, and we're back again for episode 25, The Dragon or the Wolf? Hey, that's right. So tonight we're talking mainly Game of Thrones season 7, the finale, coming in hot and heavy. Uh, We'll touch some theories, we'll touch some uh, predictions as far as what we think of the show. What the meaning is in every single scene, giving you something directly for the Game of Thrones fans. And then, of course, we're going to yeah. talk about the Eclipse, where we were at, Connor versus Floyd, <laughs> were you McGregor or Meriwether? And then, of course, we'll announce a couple of new things we're going to be doing later on in October, and future podcasts that we're going to have coming out in September. But first and foremost, Kyle's been gone for a while, Tyler's been gone for a while, I've been gone for a while.
0: We've Ty- all been gone through a We've all, while.
1: yeah. Literally. <laughs> Tyler, did you ever go through that sex change?
2: Uh, no, I decided to back out when I realized you weren't gonna do it with me.
1: Yeah, I chickened out. Was a dick move. Literally. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Carl, how've you been? doing? Oh man, that's, uh, I've been doing pretty well. The last time we actually got to speak, it's, it's actually been a while. Like people don't understand, it's like when we go away, we go
0: <laughs> and we, yeah, go yeah, we, go, we go
3: away. We go away. We actually, in in our own lives, we haven't actually all been together for well, almost a month. That's right. So we've we've been trying to get back on track and school and vacation and all that good stuff. And uh, but been doing good. Went went and uh, had a good birthday and vacation slash nice. vacation. Uh, went to uh, Tampa Bay, Clearwater area to Treasure
1: Island. That's right. So and he was also on Hard Knocks. Exactly, you know, we're missing that. Literally, guys, I am. I'm very wet to see y'all today. <laughs> yeah, because I'm holding a bottle. It has a lot of conversations <laughs> super cold. It's Super cold. I
2: thought cold. you were just yeah. happy to see me. We all got our waters yours, you know, and yeah,
1: we're drinking our you know purified water from Publix here. <laughs> so yeah, I know Kyle's caught up on Game of Thrones. Yes,
3: finally, guys and gals, I have finished. And what uh, amazing, uh, you know, whole, you know whole series like you know you've watched star wars you've seen you know i don't know what you guys think about this the whole thing but it's probably one of the best up there like when i was literally telling shelby who is wanting to go back and you know go, go back, back and watch and it. watch it now and See,
1: that's what i was trying to tell her she's yeah. gonna watch
3: it with you and it's it's one of the best if not if not the best overall controversially spoken
1: in a, series i've ever seen like story and everything in the shout out too because you know we have a couple friends all of us know well we have friends that are just now starting the seasons or yeah. the whole entire saga as it is game of thrones rob you know huber is actually starting the season and he just started season three
0: so oh, he's gonna nice. have to
1: endure the ending of season three i yeah. thought day, i was like look remember once you watch the wedding there is still one more episode
0: after that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it may take it's a heckling.
1: week or two, but you'll get to it. But you know, we now refresh me point. on the on the Red Wedding. That that was the That was where the epitome of all your favorite characters yes. were killed in that one. Yeah. So yeah. I don't want to give it away because I yeah. mean, he's probably listening or will listen to this at some point, so I don't want to spoil it for him. But we are gonna have to spoilers tonight, guys and gals about Game of Thrones season seven. So if you haven't seen yeah. it, watch it and just know that the epitome of what we're going to bring to you tonight as far as information, will not impact how you're going to feel when you watch the yeah. finale, I promise. Yeah. <laughs> I, had, I had
3: still got a few spoilers from some friends right? that were like so excited they just wanted to tell me bits and pieces, and yeah. I was still blown away just as much well, as seeing it. It was not, insane.
1: Not only that, but you think about it like this too. The finale was an hour and a half long. Yeah. I was very pleased by that. Every single scene gave you some information that you either forgot about or wanting yeah, or had high expectations of it not being a filler episode in the sense of it being ironic that in most cases it was a filler episode and giving you the information that you needed. Yeah. So, I mean, what did you feel about this? I personally
2: loved the finale. Uh, I don't know if I liked it better than episode six because I really liked episode six. I think people are gonna like episode seven better because they really they revealed John's original name yes. right, and his origin and everything. Right. But you know me being the person I am and having the friends that I have, I already knew his origin. Yes. So I was just waiting for it to come to happen.
4: So and don't get fruition. me wrong,
2: the finale was yeah to
0: fruition. Yeah. <laughs> um,
2: yeah. Don't get me wrong, the finale was
0: badass.
2: I loved how it ended, but I I also really really liked uh,
1: episode six. Yeah, I did too. I think it did a... um, I think episode six was pretty good, but I think the finale ended up really giving everyone what they really needed. If you've been a Game of Thrones fan and you've suffered so much and you've had to go with these filler episodes that are kind of Uh boring in some sense, this episode kind of justified the entire feeling you have about that and giving you answers and questions that like i said you may have forgotten about at some point but it answers the questions to everything in the history yeah before season seven really yeah
3: now what's cool about uh you know i had i had one of my friends um they they said that they felt like see like episode. i mean uh uh season seven was so fast because they were trying to fill it all in yeah but i didn't feel that way it still felt like yeah, I, I, I did to an extent, but in, in good rennets of them doing this because you you still feel that they're still doing the little voids, still going to all the characters in between picking up the main story going very fast. It's like going through an RPG and just like Fallout and staying on the main storyline. You know what I mean? Right. So it was, very, it was still very good and very well written, very well directed, in my opinion, of the way they did everything. Um, They still include, as long as they still include all the little stuff that ties everything together into the big, the big you know story,
1: it, it just makes it even sweeter. You know what I mean? I think so too. I think really, if you look at the previous episodes leading up to this, it was one giant piece of setup to get you to where they got for season seven. You know, if you watch the after show of season seven of this certain anatomy of the scene of the Dragon Pit Summit, you know, where they all met. Yeah. And then going into the Death of Littlefinger
0: too.
1: <clears throat> spoiler there. Um, it really <laughs> explains everything. Just, spoiler okay. alert doesn't At, work after you I know. Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay.
3: but but okay, what did you guys and, and
1: you know our our
3: um listeners out there uh you know you can call in um, but, uh, what, what did you guys feel? Did you guys have mixed emotions about Littlefinger at all? Did you guys I mean, feel, I was, to, to be completely
2: honest with you, I knew he was going to die in this episode. Yeah.
3: I had already bet yeah. that he was going to
2: die in this episode. Yeah. I was waiting for it to happen. Yeah. That piece of shit, good riddance. Yeah. <laughs> I feel the same
3: way. Uh, you know, everything that he did, it, 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 basically Sansa in, in that, in that point, Explained everything and the reason why he well, went down the way yeah, that everybody
1: and, else felt. And the the, the, the thing about Braun, um or Bran rather, being able to legitimize the series of events that led up to the reason why they had to kill Littlefinger. You know, that itself was that was awesome because basically you're seeing
3: all the Starks together working together and being a huge, tremendous force. And
2: see they but they they led up to that too. They led up to little hints. Like
0: I was talking to Jesse
2: before. Yeah. In in, um I think it was either episode four or five of this past season, there's a scene where Littlefinger brings hand brings Brand the
3: dagger. Yes that that Arya kills him with infamous dagger.
2: In that same conversation little finger is saying to brand uh i don't know what i would feel like coming home to uh, a, a, this pit of chaos and, yeah. he, and he looks at him quick as a whip and looks at him and he says chaos is a ladder
0: and there's the yeah. reason
2: he says that because in season three there's an episode where the eunuch and him are speaking and the eunuch says what do we have left after we get rid of the lie that we all accept we have chaos a pit a pit of chaos Right. And he says chaos is not a pit. Chaos right. is a ladder. Exactly. And exactly. that was Bran hinting at him to let him know that he knows. He knew, yeah. he knows everything.
3: He knows everything. Everything that's happened now. up
2: to this point in the yeah. timeline.
3: Yeah, and I think what what's really neat too is it's a bittersweet to see the Starks all back together again. You know, um and, and just say this too: It's like you, they're together now, and then you all of a sudden you get not only a sense of okay, you know why they're back together. It's awesome that they're back together. And then you and then you feel like, oh, that's why in season one, episode one, they start in the, in the in the Winterfell, right? Because they're attaching you to this family first. These are the heroes. These are the guys that are genuine. These are the people you want to be around. And then you, they're showing you their shit that they go through until, you know, it, it comes back to Winterfell. So, in, in the end, you see, uh, to me, too, when they when they took, after the Bastard right. uh, battle, and they walk back through, and you see that banner fall. How do you guys feel about um, seeing the the wolf, the Stark uh, banner fall back down and hit
1: the wall? I, well, go ahead, Tell. I know you were about to say something.
3: I
0: don't know. I don't yeah, say
1: anything there. Man. Okay, so... I felt after se- seasons of suffering, uh, evil continuously being not only badass, but reset in its own right, yeah. a sense of pride, entitlement, and relief, Yeah. but also in the fact of would they be able to hold it, which we all say that they are, and then the next episode being that, that they named Jon Snow the King of the North, which is an ironic thing that occurs as we all know what happens at the end of season seven. But before we dive even further into this, uh, we do have a couple things to, you know, get out there and say. But first, Tyler, tell them where they can find us. Well, you guys can find us on
2: our handle of JK Podcast 101 on iTunes, Facebook, Patreon. If you check us out on Patreon, guys, we're going to be releasing a lot more stuff on there and any donations would be fantastic to help us push this this show a little bit further forward.
3: Um, Where else can they find us? Yeah, you can actually, uh, everybody who's uh, Android lovers on your favorite device or on your phone, you can find us on CastBox. Download CastBox. It's uh, completely free. And when you uh, sign up and follow us, it'll alert you on your phone um, or your device that you use. It'll let you know across your devices on Android platform uh, when we actually have a recording and when it comes out so you can watch it over
1: again. Absolutely. Or you can just go onto your, you know, Apple podcast, yeah. search us on there, subscribe, download, listen. And do everything you can to be a listener. It helps us around the world, around the world, Mr. 305, Mr. whatever you want to call yourself. I mean, we're, <laughs> we're everywhere. So, you know, we're in China.
0: We're in China. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're in the, uh, we're, we're, in the we're, we're in Kazakhstan. In Kazakhstan, We're in yeah. Russia. I swear we're everywhere. We're, everywhere. Yeah.
1: we're in almost every yeah. single continent. Except yeah, which Antarctica. is really this is really cool. Now we just gotta think, get like. I don't, I don't uh, think we're gonna get Antarctica. <laughs>
3: well, there is a way. There is a eventually, way. you know. Eventually, we, I mean, yeah. it's kind of like you know, winter fell on the wall up there. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> we the walkers get,
1: just can't swim yet.
3: Yeah. So, uh, but no, we can get one of the ge- uh, the the uh, geologic old uh, society to yeah. start planning this. I and think that's the only way that's gonna happen <laughs> is if we connect
2: yeah. our Antarctica <laughs> somehow. Somewhere yeah. we'll have to put like Which a we maybe have Google can lay
1: some fiber down. <laughs> you, know what really, you know what really upsets me? Get a me harpoon too? gun and that every time I download Uber Eats or Uber Eats somewhere, it's always just out of reach for me, and it just, <laughs> it's very offensive. Uber, get on that, please. If I can drive, they can drive to me. I mean, I'm I'm in metro Atlanta, so you know why yeah. can't it go farther than 285? You know, I mean, come on. Anyways, first world problems, <laughs> man. First world problems. I know. Yeah. Uh, so. Uh, another thing, too, our hearts go out to the people out in Houston.
0: Yeah, I know yeah, that they're, need, know that
1: they're uh, more than knee-deep in some mm-hmm. you know, issues They're Yeah, they're estimating,
2: they're estimating uh, by the end of this like over six feet
1: of water. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's not cool. I have a lot of family that made it out um, that lives in the area. I know a couple of friends and coworkers that have had family suffer and go through things, so hats off to those people and our hearts and prayers and whatever you want to have from whatever religion go out to them. Yeah. Um, but also... We have a couple other announcements to lay out there for you. Um, We have a couple episodes going to be coming out in September. that We're going to have planned for you guys. It's going to be awesome. Not all Star Wars, not all Game of Thrones, that we know, but it's going to be more, more in-depth, we're going to have more stuff. But also, in October, we're doing what we're calling Podtoberfest. Yeah, Podtoberfest. So, Octoberfest in the form of podcasts. We're going to have more episodes much like March Madness that so we did beginning of the year, but more content, more stuff. And the cool thing is, it may even have some spoilers and some cool stuff in the fact that maybe one of the episodes could be all about Stranger Things if it comes out. Yeah. It could be all about Game of Thrones. It could be all about Westworld when it comes out. It could be about a variety of different things. But the thing is, is we're going to touch about every topic that is concerning you guys and gals that y'all want to talk about. Yeah. So I think that's something that's gonna be awesome. I know Kyle's gonna work on one. I know Tyler's gonna work on and I'm gonna work on one. I'm going to work on one. Um, but that's something that we're all gonna do now. But what what is this hat you're wearing? It's CSU. Well, I went. It's my college, man. I I went to
2: school the other day. Woke up late. And I didn't get yeah. to take a shower. And my hair looked like shit. So I was like, I'm gonna to go to the store that, and grab
1: me a college cap. Is that Clayton State? Mm-hmm. Nice. CSU, Call it my yeah. thinking cap. It
0: the thing. <laughs> there, you there you go. Tyler like
1: in his thinking cap. He's wearing it tonight. So guys, gals, he will be thinking for the first time tonight. This is a historical moment. Yeah, and also
2: it's, it's part of my recovery. Um I've been uh, a non thinker for twenty three years now.
1: That's um
2: true. now that I've had my first thought, I'm I'm trying to get into the motions of thinking.
1: So right. He's thinking about it.
3: Yeah. I'm so, thinking, thinking about getting into think. the thinking. <laughs> we all are.
1: Yeah, exactly. We're all doing that. So, okay, I guess we can go ahead and dive in. We have uh, one of our guests going to we'll be calling in here in just a yeah, few you. minutes. His name is Ryan Kirkcar. We've all heard him on the podcast before. A genuine freak, uh, a genuine geek, and a genuine Game of Thrones, Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, whatever kind of fictional fan... But Battlestar Galactica. Galactica. Battle Star Galactica. anything that yep. something ends up in your hand. Ryan is a man knows. I want to know why. Is. I
2: want to know why you use the adjective freak. Because Ryan is in no way freaky to me. We'll let him. We'll let him <laughs> answer that
1: question. We might have comes to play on. the There might be a side to Ryan that you don't know. That maybe I'm sure there's something <laughs> in his private
2: life I don't know about.
1: But <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> I'll bring it up to him too. But the time hop I actually had was one of those pictures I posted. Of when we both worked at GameStop at the same time, and we were laying on the counter doing the pose and everything, that came up like yesterday. So we'll see. We'll talk to him about that, and you know how it was totally his idea. I pissed that man off so many times. I probably, <laughs> yeah, I probably have to.
2: He <laughs> was one who's trying to transfer his data from one PS3 to another PS3. Yes. And I remember that I moment. hit the power button was that twice the- while we were working, which demolished the
1: wasn't entire
3: that, transfer wasn't that, both oh times. Wasn't man. that the
1: one to get the God of War console that he was trying to get? Yes. Oh, yeah. I <laughs> oh, man. I, yeah. like such an asshole. I remember oh. that. I I remember that. Did he ever get you back? or was it, I don't know.
3: Yeah. I mean, he knew I didn't do it on purpose. Uh, so.
1: Yeah, Yeah, I don't know. Ryan, uh, how did you feel about Tyler when he completely fucked over your PlayStation? <laughs> Well, let's just say we're
5: not, <laughs> not friends anymore. Do I, um, no, I mean it was it was it was it was an accident. You know, I wasn't happy about it, but you know. Well, what from what Tyler just
1: said, <laughs> it sounded like it was intentional a couple times.
2: <laughs> no, it was not. In no way did I say any intention in that.
1: You said he hit the power button more than two times.
2: No, I said okay, I hit it well, twice.
1: Tyler, I'm in I'm in Atlanta next week, buddy. You better watch <laughs> You, you He's in
5: right?
1: Atlanta next week. This could be the, uh, the scene where Tyler hit his little finger for you. <laughs> could be.
0: We'll, could. I, I don't, I don't, we'll have you, to wait and see, you know.
5: Are you threatening to kill
0: me?
1: <laughs> I, I did not say that, but let's uh, just say <laughs> I'm in Atlanta next week. so. He's in Atlanta next mm-hmm. week, so be ready. So what, what you coming down to Atlanta for? Dragon Con. What else? I told oh, you he was a freak.
2: That, that doesn't make him a freak, it makes him a nerd.
1: A freaky nerd.
5: No, I resent that. We are not nerds, we are geeks. There you go. There you go.
1: I did That's tell it. I did tell um Tyler how you are a freak. And he does not believe
5: me. (laughs) I mean, I'm a freak. You know, whatever. I'll take it. (laughs)
1: Uh, We'll all take what we can get. Walk it off with a stride, my friend. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so obviously we all got a chance to see the finale. We all have really strong opinions on the finale uh, in the episode in its own right. But first and foremost, did anybody other than myself see the Conor versus Floyd fight? I have
2: watched a good bit of the highlights, a good bit of them. I've basically seen the majority of the whole fight. And, uh, I mean, it looked good. It was, it was, was Overall, it was a pretty good fight. Um, you could definitely tell that after the fourth round that McGregor was starting to get a little sluggish. Um, but I, I didn't think McGregor was going to win that. I thought Mayweather was going to come out. The one thing I will say that I think was wrong was they didn't give him enough
1: cards. He had the yeah. first three rounds, in my opinion. What do you think? What do you think about that, Ryan? I didn't watch it. Couldn't
5: care less, guys. I'm sorry. Boxing is not my forte.
1: There you go. Ryan is always honest.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I I mean, from from a straight, logical perspective, I I didn't get to watch it
1: either. Hold on. He was
2: talking. From a straight, logical perspective, what?
5: As I say, from a straight, logical perspective, you have to have thought Mayweather was going to win this. They weren't boxing.
2: Well, yeah, know, I mean, he no MMA right he's not going to go out retiring with a lose. You know, he's 15-0, reigning champ.
5: Especially to an MMA guy. I mean, not, not that I'm down talking MMA, but it's like a football player losing a, am sorry, a basketball player losing a, a one-on-one match with a baseball player. It just doesn't make any sense.
2: Well, here the one thing I will say that's a little transposable is that they both are fighting sports. And McGregor did have a little bit of a boxing pass. So, I mean, he did end up getting more solid hits than uh, Pacquiao did. Um, yeah, McGregor sure. got 111 hits. But the one thing I will say is that there's no way there's no way that Mayweather was going to go out, especially with the amount of money he has, going out on a lose. And I'll tell you, the main reason he did this fight was probably because of Triple G.
1: Probably Triple G, probably the Triple G and the money. And then on top of that... McGregor, I think, got tired real quick, and I think one of the reasons why is because in, or I'm sorry, in MMA UFC, you can go to the mat and kind of recover some stamina, Great. whereas in boxing, you are constantly moving. And we saw time and time again how in the letter rounds, McGregor was barely moving. He was just twisting around as Floyd was dancing around him, toying with him in a sense, if you think about it. I will say Conor had a pretty decent chin, took some violent punches. Uh, of course, we all know that the TKO came out maybe a little bit earlier. I know as a fan, for people who want to pay for that fight they watched it, probably wanted to see how, uh, it, would play you know, how it would play out. And, and the fact of, I will say, uh, in the quote from Friday, you got knocked the fuck out. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I think it was a decent fight for someone who's got a zero and zero boxing record coming out for the first time. <laughs> now it's zero and one. It has zero and one <laughs> uh, made his money. Will he come back to boxing again? I don't know. Maybe the money's right, I guess. But another question I had for everybody was, did you get to see the eclipse?
2: Uh, yeah, I actually drove to South Carolina for it. Um, I saw the majority of, it, but then we got a lot of, Cloud coverage, so I didn't get to see the actual full eclipse, but I got to experience the night time that it that it gives you when it was full eclipsed.
1: Kyle, nice. you were the other
2: direction.
3: Yeah, we actually were in uh, Treasure Island and um, on the beach, and uh, we got to see like a little bit of it, but not too much. It was just mainly just enjoying the beach. So. I was on my front porch,
1: so I, nice. Didn't
5: have I, uh, to well, I live in South Carolina and I mean we couldn't have asked for a clearer perspective. I got to see the whole thing.
0: Yeah. and nice. I just
2: ended up in a shit farm field where where it was great. It was beautiful when we got there. I was like, Yes, this is perfect. And then we just slowly
1: watched these big
2: dark clouds come in and we were like, No. <laughs>
1: Yeah, Brian, did you get a chance to really enjoy the eclipse? Did it impact your life? Do you feel like you've changed in any way?
5: Well, I did uh, I do think I gained some superpowers, so um you guys better <laughs> nice. watch out for that.
0: And um, that's why he's playing no, up I mean,
5: so fast. That's true. Exactly. Uh, well, I mean, what Tyler else can we say? I mean Go ahead. I'm sorry to I mean I didn't mean to interrupt you.
1: You're fine. Go ahead
5: well it's just it's a testament i mean i'm not going to get all you know religious here but i'm a christian and it's just a testament to the majesty of this world that god's put us on how beautiful something like that was and how rare it is you realize this only happens once every 77 years
2: well actually 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 it happens all over the world all the time in fact we're going to have another one in seven years
5: not a full solar eclipse
2: yeah, we're having a full one going from Texas to Maine all the way to the Tarantine Islands in Canada. But it's sure very rare that it happens remember? here in the U.S. In fact, it's very strange that we're going to have two within seven years because after that we're not going to see another
1: one for at least 50 years. And we can continue this fight next week when Ryan comes down from Atlanta. Yeah. <laughs> you can watch the pay-per-view and you can see Ryan possibly get vengeance for his PlayStation transfer. <laughs>
0: And hey, you I know
5: what I, Tyler, Tyler gave me did a lot tell of
0: me.
1: free
5: PlayStation Vita games, so I, I'll let him pass on the PlayStation. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> I will, well,
1: you know another thing too. Tyler told me off air that he did notice a change after these clips that it went from going to the right side to settling on the left. So it's, it's hanging the different direction.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what you talking about?
1: It, it's finally descended.
0: Okay. So <laughs> became a man. I have
1: I have a uh,
3: a good idea that hit me here and this is like live and this is gonna be pretty good.
0: Hmm.
3: When Ryan Ryan is uh has been on the show a couple times and it's always awesome to have Ryan on. But you know Ryan when you come down, we're all gonna have to get together and Ryan is gonna be able to I'll I'll put this, I'm gonna night I'm gonna make I'm gonna make Ryan like Sir Bree.
0: Or Man <laughs> Bree.
3: Lady Bree. This is this is where it's gonna come in. He's gonna be able to come up with ideas for us on the wheel of punishment. Oh,
2: did shit. you just compare him to Brietta Tart? I'm saying he's
5: bad. Yes. I get that. I but- am a big,
3: yeah. huge,
5: mongoly looking thing. I can take that. Please, she can of the pound. I will take Bree. But he just okay. called you a woman.
3: <laughs> but so? I did say sir because she fights he like said so. <laughs> <laughs> She's a bad ass.
1: Yeah she does. She does.
3: But what I'm saying is he's gonna come up with, help us come up with ideas for each other and for all of us.
0: Like whether
3: it's watching episodes
0: or something or you know,
3: something <laughs> like that. He's gotta come up with some ideas and we're gonna have to like come down to the deadline. If we don't make it we get the wheel.
1: That's true, that's true. We get the Catherine wheel, so I guess you could say.
0: <laughs> yeah, there you
1: go. I'm going to have to break that wheel. <laughs> so, okay, we all got a chance to see the finale. Ryan, I'll let you kick it off, but first, are you at the Humane Society
2: right now? <laughs> no, so ask him.
1: No,
5: I'm outside with a stupid dog barking. Hang on. <laughs>
0: Stupid little chihuahua. I want to go punch it in the Um, face.
1: Sorry, is that better? No, you're good. Yeah, you're good. Yeah. I'm just making sure that you were okay. I I didn't know if you were doing it like a Tim Tebow and freely putting dogs to sleep. or. (laughs) Uh, Listen, I told you guys, superpowers, okay? What that (laughs) entails.
5: So what did the solar eclipse give you as a superpower? Well, that's the point, is you'll never know, all right? So,
1: identity is secret. The best the best answer besides um, that would be everything. You'll find out when he throat punches you next weekend. One punch, man. So, Ryan, what is your perspective on the finale episode on season seven? What a satisfying episode. I mean, yes, ambiguous
5: for what's going to happen next season, but what a satisfying episode. I mean... It's like they, they took a, a, a wish list of everything that you could want to happen in an amazing episode and just checked it off.
0: I yeah, mean, yeah. find
5: Littlefinger finally getting his cup up, come up. And, I mean, this is literally this whole show, arguably, the story of this show could be Littlefinger's betrayal because yeah, it, it really 90% could. of the yeah, political really crap could. that started was started because of him.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Mm-hmm. Now, also in the fact this, too. Um, I don't know if you got a chance to see, but just on the Dragon Pit Summit, the beginning of the episode, they spent four days just working on the mm-hmm. little cut shots, playing off of each other, you know, looking at each other, n- no words, just little cut shots, four days. Well, so just kind of give you a perspective to. of how much you put I mean, into this episode.
5: Right, because, I mean, you had to, because that's a round, circular shot. So, I mean, anytime you shoot someone, you can't leave a camera in the background because you'll see the camera. So, they have to move yeah, that. Right. They've got to move the film crew around. You know, the mm-hmm. whole shot has to be set all the time. And so, that's a very complicated thing to do. I mean, you know HBO's going to do it right, but, I mean, that's a, that's not something that's easily done.
1: No, but and they're how killing the right
5: Ares? I mean, so awesome.
1: Yeah. Now, what do you think about Cersei's betrayal in the Scene right. where she can I swear Jane on this podcast? In that she's not going to do that. Yes, you, you know, can, sir. Here. Yeah, you can. Okay. What a fucking bitch.
5: All right? <laughs> I
0: mean, if, anyone, saw that if
5: anyone deserves to get it, Cersei needs to get it and cram it up her ass. Because, <laughs> my gosh, it's like finally the whole show, you hate Cersei. And then she finally does something smart. You know, finally, this is the first time it's a weird feeling thinking like, I can get behind Cersei on this. And then she just shows you how stupid she is.
0: I mean, yeah, yeah.
5: God bless Jamie for finally growing a sack,
1: all right? I yeah. mean,
5: <laughs> yes, I was about to say that.
1: Speaking of growing Ooh. sacks, Theon's tipping up for the first time.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, mean, see, my wife didn't kind of like his arc, moment. but I was like, this is this is the
5: redemption arc a la Q. I mean, this is perfect. This is what we need from Theon. He's been a pansy. The entire show And now he's finally stepping up And being a graduate You know
1: Yeah Yeah For the first time The last of his name Actually Stepping it up Now Another thing too is Why do you think They're having to wait Two years Before we start Well it's not official It's
5: It's not official They have said that it's possible That it might come out in 2018 But it's probably Going to be 2019 And there's two reasons I can think of First off they want to really devote their get their next show under their wing you know they they need cuz game of thrones ending means they're not going to have the best tv show out there unless they really start promoting something so i think next year is going to be the year of westworld yes we're going to see all kinds of promotion about westworld season 2 we are going to find out where they're going with this show and yes. how they're going to take it and i think that they're going to literally devote their entire marketing machine to getting westworld up and running so that when game of thrones ends in 2019 people know that they can count on Westworld and still go to HBO. The other yeah. reasoning behind it is these episodes are going to be 75 to 90 minutes long, and they really want to take the care and devotion that they need to make sure that these episodes come out well, which takes time. Do and you, you have to think also think about locales because they're yeah, flying yeah. all over the place. Do you oh, think yeah. it also
1: could do something with the fact that George R.R. R. Martin has another book coming out and they're maybe trying to pull from that? I doubt it. I think that they have completely cut ties, uh, not with
5: George R.R. Martin per se, but with the story that George R.R. Martin has written. Because if you've actually yeah, at, read some of the interviews, yeah. At this point, he's pretty they, much said that the, he's taken the story a completely different direction.
2: Yeah. At this point, in the in the story arc of the series, the TV show,
5: it's breaking off from the storyline of the books.
1: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I agree.
3: He's he's basically
5: no. come out and said that. People who have died in the show aren't necessarily going to die in his books, and and the story that's going on in the show isn't necessarily going to be the same that's in his books. Uh, he's all but said that. So,
1: but still, hats off to the writers and producers to the show for making it feel as epic as the book, especially oh, with it the take. off.
5: I, I think they're way better than George R. R. Martin. I think he's a terrible. I honestly think like so it. too.
1: It's sad to say that, but it is very, very much true. Now, okay. It's like
5: George Lucas, man. You gave us something great. Now just step away and let
1: competent writers do something good with it. The
5: there same thing, with George.
1: Yeah. Yeah. All right. So now we talk about John Snow, which is now we all know as a Targaryen. How do you think that's going to affect his relationship with Danny?
5: I think the writers will try and play it up in some way, but honestly. I don't know about you guys, but it almost makes things simpler. I mean, how, how else would he convince yeah. the Northmen to 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 bend the knee again to Danny? Now, if they get together, they don't have to do that because he is the king. They aren't yeah. changing allegiances yeah. from him to Danny. And this Wait, is, is a world where the Targaryens turn? bed sister to brother, brother to sister. I mean, do they, are they going to care
2: if an uncle and, and,
5: and an I'll, aunt or an aunt and a nephew get together?
2: I'll add on to that a little bit too Because we, I think that As far as Daenerys's reaction is going to go she, I don't think she's going to care so much And I'm going to say what, what I think That everyone saw the foreshadowing Of the last episode is that I think that she's probably going to show up in this next season being pregnant So with her being pregnant Jon being a Targaryen And if they, get, if they both get told The story that Bran knows With Littlefinger's betrayal in there I don't yeah. think they're going to give a shit they may play it up a little bit. No. They may have small bickering or argument. But if they know all that information, I don't think it's going to matter to them very much anymore.
1: And the fact no. that you brought up the whole sibling thing, you know, interesting. But what do you think, Ryan, about Sansa and Arya and how that's going to affect and rock and change their world and everything that they know about Targaryens and Stark family history?
5: I think that they'll look at Jon with new respect because he's no longer Jon yeah. the Bastard of Winterfell. Yep. He is John, the Aegon Targaryen, or uh, yeah, Aegon, Aegon Targaryen, the the heir to the Iron Throne. I mean, I think I don't think it's going to change their opinion of him. I think they might actually even have to play that off a little bit, and, and John might even have to say, "Look, I'm not a different person. I'm still John. I, and just I because you're... I have a title that you didn't know about, you know, I'm still your brother." Mm-hmm. And I think I think it'll also uh, change
2: change people's feelings about Targaryens as well, especially the Stark sisters. I think that they're going to see, because they're under the impression that, yeah, uh, that, um, She's well, bad. well, they're under the impression that their aunt was stolen by a Targaryen, that they were yeah. she was taken away right. by him. Once they know That's the true story,
3: their, their view on Targaryens may change completely. And they'll pull That's the North point. and pull everyone else. To bend the knee to the true king, or not even bend the knee. they don't even want that. They just want everyone to live and respect them in their rule. Yeah, and I mean,
1: the whole fact of the matter too being, it's, it's like a change. natural rule. Yeah, it's going to change everything. In Everybody's perspective, the history. It just being simplifies
5: really- everything with them two getting yeah. together. I mean, this literally exactly. takes two kingdoms, who were on the verge of, you know, neither one of them wanted to bend the knee to the other or recognize the other's allegiance.
1: But now that they're together, it just simplifies matters.
3: It intertwines yeah.
1: it. Now, what do you think about Sir Jorah's relationship in this fact that he's now being the third will and seeing to himself that he's actually being cut out little by little by little by little, even though he has returned to her?
5: I think Jorah's accepted you know, his position with her. I mean, he loves her. He knows that he's always going to love her. She knows that he loves him. I don't think that's going to change. What's really interesting here is that last shot that they had with Tyrion. Why is Tyrion upset about this? That was an interesting shot because that leads to questions as to what Tyrion is gonna do and why he has a problem with this.
1: I said about what specific about the scene where you saw them sleeping together. You know, and then he uh, just
5: they kinda like looked like he was hurt or something.
1: Yeah, I, I think really what's happening is Hold on who was sleeping with who? Where John with John and with Danny. Danny, where they had the sex scene at the very end, where they hooked up. I didn't see that. What were you? What were you watching? What?
3: Hold <laughs> on. Well, no, I was. I, this is what happened, Ryan. I was actually on the way over here, finishing the last forty-four minutes, and it was buffering, debuffering on my phone because oh. of the back So okay, uh, so that was okay. I was wondering if they did get together. It, it skipped. I skipped like ten minutes, so that ten minutes was. Oh, yeah,
1: they're the it on in that episode. yeah. They get it on, so you missed yeah. that, yeah. Yeah. So you were in and oh, out. Yeah. they, like they were fucking naked
5: out. in bed with each other.
1: Yeah. 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 Pretty much. So. I mean, it was it was a it was a scene that was episode actually. Episode seven. Yeah, it was okay. actually a really good. Cool. Go back and watch it. It was a good episode, or I'm sorry, a good scene. Um, where because you see Braun, the sensitivity of, well, of there, no, like, like Brawn is,
5: Brawn is, is that. Brawn is narrating his parentage while they're hooking up. Yeah. Oh wow! So he so, like, they're who they're Jon showing, is. yeah. Like he like Jon show knock, knocks on the door to the boat, and Daenerys answers, and then they flash back between different scenes of uh, Lyanna Stark and Rhaegar, and then that scene up in the tower uh, where Ed Stark was taking the baby, and then they flash back yeah. between that and Jon and Daenerys, and as they per- periodically take off their clothing, get more and more naked.
1: Yep, I see. So now it explains and shows who Jon really is. And the fact that he's more powerful than we ever thought. Now, question here. And I'll start it off with Kyle, uh, and then we'll go around and finish up with Ryan. What was your initial reaction when the dragon took down the wall?
3: I was literally on the way over here, and you're going to ask Shelby. I was going, oh, my God. I was just like this. I was like, oh, my God. And I was, all I could say was, oh my fucking God. I was like, oh my God. And I just kept saying it. She's like, what? And I had it playing through the system, you know, and she's like, what's going on? And I kind of showed her while she was driving. And I was like, I I predicted them taking the dragon, but you didn't know the power, but see, it's because they're, they're white walkers, it's going to be ice, not fire. It's right. fire. See, I don't think
2: you know, that it's fire
3: ice. ice. I think it's I think it's just fire. They have different colored flames, and
5: it's a little science
1: behind it too.
5: Yeah, actually, if you look at it real close, too, I'm gonna have to agree with Tyler on this. I actually went back and freeze framed it. It is flame. It's just blue. It's not like ice particles or anything like that.
1: What I thought it was was a sponsorship from Atlantic Gaslight. (laughs) 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 So the Night King just had a box of matches. (laughs) He was just getting the gas oh, turned on.
3: Propane is good for you to cook
1: with. <laughs> <laughs> uh, propane. Propane
5: accessories.
1: <laughs> so, my initial reaction was my jaw... Damn it, the floor. Bobby.
0: <laughs> God damn it, Bobby. <laughs>
1: so, I, I was completely taken from that scene. I, I just was like, well, if there was any question about how powerful the dragons are and how Huge it was that they lost one to the White walkers, damn, if there's not a better you know show of that, and how yeah. it just easily took the wall down, you know, and how easy it could kill thousands of men at one time no I well, and not just too. that,
5: but how easily it is for them now, I mean they're not prepared, like they are starting preparations, and they were going to start manning the wall. Mm-hmm. this just effed everything up, I mean. Yeah.
1: And the first stop is Winterfell.
5: No, Bear Island. And then
3: I'm going to be Winterfell.
1: Yeah. Which is where some of their allies are from. Yeah.
3: Now, Ryan That's where yeah. Um I was gonna something just hit me and this is crazy. Uh some correlation going from Game of Thrones over to Aragon. And I know this is gonna sound funny but and it's gonna sound stupid, but think about this. This is cool how things come together and how pop culture in general can kind of have a, a stitching together, so to speak. Okay. You no know episode uh, six, where uh, yeah six, whenever they go and hit that white Walker and they're capturing on their on you know, John Snow and, and everybody, the band of men are together with the hound and they're mm-hmm. capturing one of the undead. John strikes one of the, the white Walker lieutenants down. And all the guys fall and crumble. Okay, the king is riding on the dragon. If they hit that dra- if they hit the not the dragon, but the king, they strike him down, the dragon goes down. Also, remember, in Aragon, if you strike down the rider, the dragon dies. But if the dragon gets hit, the rider, you know, is, is still alive. But how crazy is that? It just kinda hit me.
5: Well, you're you're all right. So we're gonna get a little lower nerdy here for a second, okay? <laughs> um, so in Aragon, that's not true. If you hit the dragon rider, the dragon dies. If you hit the dragon, the dragon rider dies because they're linked. What happened yeah. with Glader was he had given his soul. He had pull, He had thrown up his soul basically into this gem. And when a dragon does that. Instead of dying, he encases his sentience in this stone, and they did that specifically so that Aragorn would still have some wisdom if something happened to Glader nice. and the Riders. So that isn't something that normally happens, but I get the parallel that you're talking about here.
3: Yeah, but this is pretty crazy how these um, things, you know, work out that way, and <clears throat> and imaginations kind of come together on making
5: these uh, oh, stories. Yes. But, well, you, know, you think uh, about it, any story that ties in the undead ties into a Lich King type figure. You know, like, if yeah. you look at World it's of quite, Warcraft. The World of Warcraft clearly stole their idea yeah. from the Lich King. Yeah, I was about team. to yeah. say,
2: like, it's funny you say that, because if you go look at the release for the Lich King, it's, it's like a full ripoff of that
5: whole episode six.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah.
5: in all Crazy. fairness, okay, while the idea of the Lich King came after George R.R. R. Martin wrote this story and the Night King, that cutscene was way before HBO took, took, uh, took, uh, took over the show. So mm-hmm. that, wow. So it's kind of, but it is kind of mixing the stories. But clearly, the Lich King from World of Warcraft was based off of the Night King from Game of Thrones. And Game of Thrones was like, well, that was a great idea. Why not take something similar like that? But, I mean, anytime That's you funny. see a story, like all these D&D stories that they write out, the undead are always tied to the person who turns them. And it's it's mm-hmm. remarkably similar. It's it's like zombification. You know, if you look in like Haiti cultures and uh, Haitian cultures, I should say, the the witch doctor that turns these people into zombies, if he is killed, then the zombies die too. So I mean, it's kind of like It's always kind of been known, like a rule of yeah. uh, it's like
2: yeah. It even goes back to even some vampire lore. If you kill the original, yeah, that's true too. Yeah, the, the original vampire that sired other vampires, mm-hmm. the rest would be yeah. Yeah, it's
5: a lot of that. lot of vampire legends have that, but I mean, it's necromantic magic, and that's that's the yeah. key to necromantic magic in almost any place you look. Yeah, because you kill a person, it, who's it, cast it definitely an
1: it definitely turns itself into a major question. You know, through any fan for Game of Thrones is you know, Benjamin Stark, one of them, is he uh, considered original. Is the Night King extended upon all of his lieutenants, generals, and troops? You know, is he yeah. giving a piece of himself every time? And even though we saw a human side of the Night King, who really is the Night King as, you know, by name? You know, not just the Night King.
2: I actually have a question that you guys may have some theories about, because I have no theories about this, but I've been wondering about it. Maybe you guys have read up on it. Why... Is the Night
5: King collecting babies? Okay, I can answer that if you want me to. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. All right, so the Night King collects babies because that's the only way he can create more white walkers. So the whites that you are seeing, the dead people who have been brought back from death, are just whites. They're mindless corpses that they've reanimated. The actual dudes with the beards and the long white hair and the ice swords and stuff, those are white walkers and those can only be created from a newborn innocent baby.
0: I see.
1: Okay, Crazy, yeah, that makes true. sense. Yep. George Martin got that idea from China. <laughs> <laughs> so, final final question for you, Ryan, before we let you go for our Game of Thrones questionnaire portion for you. What is your theory on next season? Who lives, who dies? I th- who wins the will? Well, I think a lot of people
5: are going to die. <laughs> I just, I hate to say it, but I think a lot of people are going to die. Um, I think next season, um, I'm trying to think of a parallel. Um, Harry Potter. Is it That's be- what I was thinking of.
1: Okay, I was going to say Harry Potter, maybe Sopranos.
5: Well, I mean, you, you read the books, in Harry Potter, you had important deaths along the series, but nothing really quite the same level as when you hit book seven. When you hit book seven, I mean, just people were just... I mean, the first chapter, he kills off the main character. So, and I mean, That's that not stop. I mean, there's a bag of bodies by the end of that book, and I think the same thing is going to happen. I think shit's going to hit the fan. I think that the Night King is no longer worried about hiding that he's there. I think he's yeah. just going to start fanning out, and he's going to kill everyone who comes to him, and I think a lot of people are going to die. Um, Do you
3: think it's going to be... So it's not... It's not going to be like uh, just straight on like warfare the whole time. It's going to be more like guerrilla warfare. They're going to have some, you know, you're going to see some strategic planning from the white Walker King and, and his lieutenants, right?
5: I don't know. I mean, I mean, to a certain extent, yes, I do think so. But here's the brilliance of an undead army is that you don't really have to think strategically. It's all a sheer numbers game. So no matter how many of the undead they kill, they can always rebuild that army with new, fresh bodies. So at a certain point, it's not going to matter. I wouldn't, like, you know, in traditional high fantasy stories, they would get to a certain point, be stalled, and then the good guys would come back and fight them. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw the undead outside King's Landing.
1: Oh, yeah. I could see that. I definitely think it will happen because you see winter coming down at the very end. And yeah. if they can travel a, as long as it's cold.
5: Well, they bring the cold.
3: Yeah. Yeah, exactly.
5: I mean, so they bring those cold, that cold, and those storms with them. So, you know, what's to stop them? I mean, the only real question mark is everyone is heading north now. The only real question mark is Cersei and Euron and what the hell they're going to do with the gold company because that's a huge knife that they can just stick in and twist at some point.
1: I think really what's going to end up happening is Cersei's going to have to be forced to send the armies up north in some mere fact to save. I think that's what's going to happen. Either that or she dies and the army ends up serving someone else to where they can actually affect the outcome of a battle. But if you think about it, there's no number of men or women that are going to be able to dominate a 100,000 undead army coming right for them. You can't really do hiding and fighting. You, you're gonna have to hit them. You hit them face on, really. If you think about it, I mean, they have dragon glass. They've mined it. Now the point is
5: making oh, it into starting weapons. It. I guess the show does move years and leaps, so I guess that could potentially be. I don't think Cersei's going to move until they're actually on the doorstep. I think Jamie might rally some forces. He might be the representative of the Lannister clan. But I think I think Cersei's going to take the Golden Company and Euron's fleet and he's going to do something that's going to screw everybody. Yeah,
2: I could see that. Well, yeah. I think it's going to be really hard for Jamie to try to rally up troops, especially after Daenerys destroyed his army and then he just watched his, like,
1: Top lieutenants get killed, the Tullys well, get burned alive. If you think about it, it might be easier because of the fact that they'll be so scared to see that again and rather being on the other side of the coin yeah, they'd be like, oh, versus being burned. Yeah.
3: I mean, it's you know, possible,
5: then, but I mean, you know, Jamie believes in this stuff now wholeheartedly. Yeah. Yeah. And Lannister forces say what you want about them, but they are well trained, loyal soldiers. So if Jamie says, we're going up there to fight. They might do that without even knowing that Cersei doesn't want them to. So I mean, it's potentially it could go either way. Yeah, that's true.
1: That's true. I guess but either way, I think sure I think Jamie's power. heading up there. Do what? I
5: said either way. I think Jamie's heading up there, and I think I think Jamie and Brienne are going to end up being together. As much as I want to see Tormund I and Brienne together, because that. that's epic. Um, because yeah, every that time would be they're cool. together, it's just magic. But um. I think story-wise it makes more sense for Brienne
1: to get together with Jamie because she humanizes him. Mm-hmm. But the the mere fact is I think it won't matter because I really honestly believe the Mountain, Jamie, Brienne, uh, and Norman are going to end up dying. So everyone yeah, that basically falls for Brienne in some sense will be dead anyway. So I think they're yeah. all going to die in the end with the exception of maybe a handful or less.
0: Mm-hmm.
5: Uh, I mean, so it, I just, it's, it's hard to tell at this point, but I mean, I'll tell you that line that Arya and Sansa had at the, at the end, the end. Uh, you know, the when the winter, when the cold winter winds come, or something like that, the lone wolf dies, but the pack survives. I think that that means mm-hmm. that anyone who's up there, I mean, not everyone, but the main players who are up there and fighting the fight that should be fought, are going to survive. And you get these lone wolves like Euron. And uh, Cersei, I think that that is going to entail them dying. And I, I hope that 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 specific line. I that hope you're it's talking about is is the
2: in the books. And if you guys it didn't is. know, the um, the song that Ed Sharon was singing, yeah, and like I think it was episode three mm-hmm. or four he was in. That's an actual song mm-hmm. that they have in the books too. Nice.
3: Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. So <laughs> now I got a thing too. Uh, you know, the crazy maester. Uh, that they have the unorthodox, I guess you could say, that Cersei has. Kaiser. Yeah. yeah, Kaiser. He has some unconventional things, of course, but do you think they could use the, uh, what's the, the basically what I call nit- nitrogrycerine that they have in the castle? Did she use it right, all, or, or they still have wildfire. tons of that?
5: No, there's still tons of it. All they did was use the stash that's underneath the set of baylor. Yeah, um, okay, That cool. stuff is so
1: they could, all over King's can come Foundation. to bat and use that. Well, I think that's what Cersei is thinking. You know, let the dead come. I have this. We can burn them. You know what I mean? Like, she always is one step ahead or has a plan for a reaction or something. So I think she's thinking, well, fuck the dragons. You know, if they die, I have this. The Mad King left behind. You know what I mean? Well, uh, so yeah,
5: I, that's yeah, what I think I'm thinking. you're yeah. Well, I think that's her plan for right now, is to let everyone else kill everyone else, and she'll clean up the, the mess, you
0: know? Yeah, so,
1: she's thinking everybody's just, like, going crazy you know, and believing in these stories that we me, believed though. in as children, and she'll just think about this take over what's left over.
5: I'm sorry, I had a, a super interesting thought. Think about this. <clears throat> Excuse me. So the the mountain has been brought back to life from Kiber.
0: Mm-hmm.
5: Who masters death? The Night King. So if the Night King's armies gets to King's Landing, what's to say that he couldn't reanimate the mountain? and That's how Cersei dies. That's true. Well,
3: it is
1: Good. true. However, there is in the books, which I believe they will honor in the show because it's such a great mystery, Cersei is killed by two individuals, really. A woman dressed in gold will initially start the killing. And then the little brother, always dressed in gold, or wearing part gold, of the prophecy? will choke her to death while she's pale. That is, is that in part the of book. the
5: prophecy that was...
1: And that is part of the prophecy from the witch, yes. Okay. So the well, theory it's been a while I have is that Daenerys will start it in some ironic type way. And then who is always wearing gold? That is a little brother, that will kill her. Obviously, Tyrion. Nope. No. Tyrion doesn't always wear gold. Who always wears gold? It's a little boy. Exactly. Who? Jamie.
0: Jamie. Jamie. Because oh.
1: when Jamie was with the Mad King as his bodyguard, he always wore gold armor mm-hmm. and gold clothes. He had his hand chopped off while wearing gold. gold. And what is his hand made of? He has to wear all the time gold. His well, bones.
5: it's not actually made of gold. It's made of uh, steel that's been gilded with gold. But I see your point. Exactly.
1: Exactly. Yeah, he's still wearing gold, and he's the little brother because. Cersei, is he little?
5: I thought he was the younger. I thought he was the eldest.
1: Or is he just he the had, eldest boy? He had. A, he had an older brother that was killed. And by the right, but I mean,
5: even even twins aren't born instantaneously. There's an older and a younger twin. Is
1: yeah, he the the younger. I thought he
5: was the older brother.
1: He's the younger.
5: Okay, She's no, the I'll older. take your word on that. I don't know. It does yeah, it's, add it's a certain weird. level of of poetic justice, though. The Kingslayer murdering his queen. Yep, and lover. And well, and lover, but it, I mean that scene at the end of season six, where he walks into the throne room and finally realizes
1: what she is. What's her? Of her? You what was her name? Uh, from ter- uh Highgarden? The older uh, woman predicted? Olena. Lady Olena. Yeah, Olena. Yeah. Yeah, she predicted that. So that's She's like, one day you will see her as we all see her. I mean And do us that a favor F- by you know doing what? it. I
5: almost have to think it has to be Jamie at this point. It's the only character that makes as much sense as I mean It's Jamie or, or well, I don't know. We'll see. But I, I I think you're onto something there. I always thought
2: that um, Arya would kill Jamie, take his face, and kill Cersei. Yeah. And until the I mean, this was up until like episode three when she decided to go back to Winterfell when she was making her decision. But when she was heading straight for King's Landing, I thought her plan was to go ahead and kill uh, uh, kill Jamie, take his face, and then kill Cersei.
1: I mean, that's also a possibility, too. You know, we don't know. Yeah.
5: I mean, it's all speculation that we actually watch it. And, man, I'm psyched for season eight. I'm so ready for it already.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And thank you, you know, Ryan, for joining us, bringing in your nerddom, and your expertise on Game of Thrones and even answering some questions I know that we all yeah. actually had, you know, for you on the season. Hey, you so know, I'm you for a for Lord Geek, me. so. <laughs> and when you come down, we'll definitely have to, you know, hook up and all of us hang out. I was going to say, I'm
5: I'm down over the weekend for Dragon Con. If you guys want to come down to the hotel room or, or even get drinks in Atlanta
1: or something, I'm definitely is up for it. Nice. Him, so. He's inviting us to the room.
5: <laughs> and, and you did say, yeah,
1: did say hook up. He did say hook up. Hey. And he did say drink. I mean what I
5: say. <laughs> you know what I mean? Remember, remember. I told you. Superpowers. I told you. He was okay.
1: I'm going to so have to you come down Deadpool
5: this weekend. here. Super Pete, okay? <laughs> yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Is, it, is it this weekend?
5: Uh, yes. I, I will be down there. I'll be in Fayetteville tomorrow night late, and then Thursday we head into Atlanta.
1: Nice. Very cool. Well, we'll definitely have to hook up with you. I know I have Friday, Saturday, Sunday off, so at some point we'll have to hook up with you for real.
5: Yeah, I know we're doing Trader Vic's one night um, just to have drinks and just to chill. So anytime you guys want to come up,
1: um, let me know. Be, I would love to see you guys. Absolutely. Well, thank you again, Ryan, for joining us on the JK Podcast, and we will definitely see you soon. Absolutely, guys. Thanks
5: for having me. Always a blast. Anytime you need geek knowledge, let me know.
1: Definitely. And freak knowledge, too. <laughs> well, you know, that goes without saying. but <laughs> There you go. See you, Ryan. See you, Ryan. Take it easy, guys. So some definitely interesting theories that Ryan had, I think that will go a long way for for us to know now. Some of the theories and questions that we had was mainly that, you know, the Night King, what the babies are about, uh, you know, going into, you know, Jamie, him kind of agreeing in the sense that he's possibly going to be the killer and how the irony works in that. I mean, there's a lot of different perspectives that we got from him on that. And I definitely think that we've got some pretty solid answers, you know, yeah. in, in his knowledge of Game of Thrones, too. But I guess what we spend time on talking about and what we think and expect is, you know, and I'll ask you, Tyler, first, um, Bran. How powerful is Bran and the power that he has as the 3 Eye raven with the, being on the north side, where, you know, with Jon right at, now? At this point, we don't even know how powerful.
2: the The most we've gathered is the fact that he can see everything in the past and he can actually manipulate events in the past to affect the present. Uh, as far as that goes, it's pretty much all we know besides him being able to warg animals mm-hmm. and be able to move them, see them control them and everything. Um, but Bran, I mean, we know he's pretty powerful um, yeah. just for the sheer fact that, you know, when he met the original three eyed Raven, he said that, you know, you couldn't, you couldn't warg a human. Unless they want, unless they allowed you to be warded, he force warded Hodor. You know, I guess I guess Hodor is a little bit more weaker mind, and he had, he was already affecting him in the past that he didn't even yeah. know about. But still, he warded, he force warded Hodor. And I have a theory
1: too, but to I want to hear Kyle's Kyle's opinion oh, on it too. Go ahead Kyle. about how he went
3: you know, in the, it's almost like relativity almost the theory of, well, not theory, but of how relativity works. The world is spinning 160,000, you know, revolutions a minute going around, but we're still still. And it's the same thing as you being in your car and being able to drink as you're going 67 miles down the road, you can sit there and drink. Okay. Take that effect. And then Bron going or Brandon, Bron, Going back then, holding on to that, not knowing at this point he's going to be doing that as he's growing up and having these misfortunes happen to him. And then the whole time, slowing down Hodor, which is really, what's his name, William? Willis. Willis? Willis, yeah. Like, okay, what you talking about, Willis, right? Almost, yeah. <laughs> because he's like just going Hodor, Hodor the whole time when he, he's like, oh, you can talk? Mm-hmm. You know, he sees him with his mother. Mm-hmm young with the starks young starks Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden he's you know you see what happens he's telling him to protect him the whole time so the whole time in his head he gets to that door he's not saying hodor is his name he's saying hold the door and i just went ballistic i was like oh you feel this you feel for this guy Mm -hmm. this this giant this gentle giant that's been serving the starks that loves the starks and all of a sudden he's He's holding on to to Bron. Do you think do you think badly of Bron at this point, or do you think of okay, Hodor is strong enough? Well, see, I don't I don't to think go that on.
2: I don't think that Bron I don't think that Bron meant to do that to Hodor.
3: Yeah, I
0: don't Bron, think he did Bron.
2: was in a rush. He was scatterbrained. He did not know the extent of his power, and he ended up affecting Hodor in a way that he could never have imagined. Kind of yeah. like Darth Vader in a
1: sense of getting burned, you know, and limbs cut off when he faced Obi Wan. So, here's what I think. My theory is this. First off, I look at Bronn or Bran or whatever and see him as a link of Dr. X and Spock put together at this point. But here's my theory. I believe the person who trained him as the 3 Eye Raven, the person, the older guy in the tree, I believe that was Bronn. I believe Bronn. Train yeah. himself to get himself ready. Yeah. I think I, I, agree. I think that's right because
2: Braun when when the original three eyed Raven was speaking to him, he was telling him that, you know, the three eyed Raven is passed out every single time. So I mean, even if it isn't Braun, it's still the same person.
4: Right. In but my it, opinion, it's it, it, most it, it, likely
2: probably the same being that was in the three eyed Raven is now passed to uh
1: Braun. Person, Yeah. So that, that's what I, I feel. And, and you know, I look at Braun and I don't see someone that I feel bad for. I see someone now that I respect. Yeah. Because too. he now just answered all our questions about Ned Stark. The person's yep. behind the murders. The person's behind the conspiracies. The person who started I the always
3: wars. wondered if that was going to come out on Littlefinger. How were they going to know? And I, I knew it was coming, but it was like you were
1: trying to figure In, out. And room. that's
3: why you're saying, like,
0: yeah. Ron is a key. Yeah. He
1: is the key. He is the key to, to and, getting vengeance of everything. And then the thing on, on top of that, I wouldn't say vengeance. Well, he not he, just he his, finding out everything that they don't know. Right now, here's yeah. the thing: Ned Stark was on the hills. He knew the secrets that Littlefinger had, and and the fact of Ned Stark was smart, but not in the smart way of politics. Yeah, he figured out several pieces of information. What did HBO leave out that we didn't get to see that Ned Stark figured out? We don't know, but it could have been more because for Littlefinger to have to kill Ned at you know at that point had to been more than just finding out that. Robert had a bastard. I mean, we all know Robert had a bastard. Littlefinger knew that. The wife knew that. She you even know,
2: mentioned it. You know, if you guys didn't know this, Robert's choice of weapon was a hammer.
1: Yeah, the same well, yeah. as his son. His, hammer. Hammer. Son his son. Yeah, it's the same, which is ironic, but it, yeah. it's, it's following it's the good It show each other connection. Right, yeah. it's, it's pretty cool. And when I remember seeing that, I was like, just like his daddy. That's cool. Um, but, you know, I think, honestly... It shows history repeating itself. The houses are reuniting or coming back to power, even though they've been essentially most of them wiped out. And starting a a a new cleansing for them. It is a cleansing. And then the walkers coming out. I think what's going to end up happening in season eight is the people who fight to destroy the Night King are going to unite, which is the entirety of of Westeros.
3: Yeah.
1: And it's going to come after Cersei with the vengeance. And either she's going to be like a Hitler sense, die, like the Mad King died at the end or, you know, of a battle or at the end of some major event, or, you know, they'll pull together and a lot of people will die and then they'll get there. She's dead. Oh, well, we figured it out. We won. We don't know. But I think season eight is going to be an epic season. I hope it's more episodes than what they're saying it's going to be. And that it is a cinematic episode every single time where we get an hour to an hour and a half. And then we yeah. Yeah to me, bring a little more justice and upside to the fact of its lower amount of episodes.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: Well, um, have you guys seen any of the new stuff that's been coming out on Netflix? Have you guys seen the new... You haven't watched the new Death Note. I have
3: not. Yes, he's got to watch it. I've seen as those, soon but... as it As soon as it See, came out. See, if you out. haven't
2: watched the anime, you'll probably like the movie. The movies... Yeah. The movies... I, I'm jaded. I've watched the anime. I have... Oof. Anyways, you, you you go ahead and tell your opinion about
3: it before I demolish the yeah.
2: thing. Yeah. Because... <laughs> well, first of all,
3: if you haven't seen it, you have to put in your mind that it's two completely different stories. They just basically chalked off to me. They chalked off a piece of a mountain of a great a great Japanese series, and just used it for American it's very American version. Like it's completely crazy. People were also saying they didn't like the fact that that um uh L is is uh, black, but the the character himself, uh, I would say he pulled it off completely well. He he studied the anime series, watched L. The 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 actor is, is awesome. He's an awesome my,
1: guy. My theory but, is if if you do something like Death Note or a, a show, it shouldn't matter who you look like or what you are, if you are a yeah. true fan and you studied like that individual did, it will bring the it best genius. out of yeah. that character. And it,
3: and it did. He, he made it so awesome. But everything the way it did, it was very fast-paced because it was only an hour and 40 minutes long. The whole series, the anime series, is what? How many episodes? Like 34 like thirty. Episodes. Yeah, 34. And it tenacious nailbotting to the very end it's in a good
2: the, and, series. And see that and that's the reason I didn't like the show. I, yeah, I mean the movie. Rushed. The movie. It's very rushed. It's super rushed. To me, it felt like the same as Avatar the Last Airbender. Yeah. They decided to come out with a live action version of it. They tried to rush as many seasons as they could into one movie and it destroyed the franchise. Well the problem with the new Death Note, for me, don't get me wrong, I, I actually liked it up until the end. Up until the ending it wasn't bad. But I have a problem with how they portrayed L the character did great until the end until the end I loved L the guy the guy played L perfectly until the end I didn't like how they portrayed Light because Light was Light was this pussy little teenage boy who had like straight A's but they did not show how smart he was in the show he is a fucking genius
3: yeah he's He's not
2: scared of anything and he, when he gets the book, he becomes a completely different person.
3: Yeah. Well, also, I'll, I'll go with you on that, Tyler, too. They didn't show his true intelligence until he was on the Ferris wheel, and then he talks to his dad at the end and telling him what he did. Yeah. That was the only genius. That part. was that was good. That was a, that was that was a good way to end it, as far as the the. the to genius show side. how smart he
2: was. Yeah. But he he it wouldn't have gotten to that point. You yeah, have to understand, true. like, Light would have never let that get to that point. He, yep. wouldn't have, he would have never let that woman get, get to the book and write that way. And they didn't even touch on a lot of the really cool the rules. rules. Yeah, the cool rules. Like, there are yeah. really cool There's rules the about the notebook. Like, if you guys watch it, there are really cool rules that they don't touch on.
1: And for all y'all out there, too, you know, Tyler is starting to learn how to express himself. He recently has been watching a series of Dr. Phil episodes. So it's starting to help cleanse his soul a little bit. As we hear him rant about
0: <laughs> what Death no, he just gets you, it man. He keeps going. <laughs> what are you talking about? This brings us to our next
1: segment. Um, is, we just started. It's brand new. It's called Bash to the Gash, and basically is where we talk about something that we liked or have some familiarity of, and then at the very end, we do like Gentry with the sledgehammer and smash it in the face. Yeah. <laughs> so belunge me. I think we already (laughs) already know the topic. We kind of talked a little bit about this already. GameStop. It is the manager's conference now. So safe to say any friends or familiarities we have that are hierarchy in GameStop is out in Las Vegas right now in Sin City. Getting over and going over things that, you know, we'll find out through the media. But a corporation wants to pay for people to come out to justify so they can gamble. So anyways, long story short. We, I think we, yeah, we've all worked with GameStop. Mm-hmm. We have seen the insides and the outsides of the company. The good, the goods, the the good, the bad, and most definitely the ugly. Yeah. So, first off, I, I'll <laughs> I'll start off by saying, at the beginning of the company's tenure, I guess you could say, uh, or history, it came off as a good kind of thing. We had some portions of it. You had where they took over EB Games. Yes, it was becoming a monopoly, but it had some good foundations for the customer where it saved money, it had good pricing on games, it had everything that had you that could balance. possibly... Yeah, it had a balance. Everything you wanted, they, essentially they had it. You know, From pretty much any handheld console, whatever it was, at the beginning they had everything. And then over the course of time, we started seeing how certain changes in corporate you know, behavior and even the company itself... In uh, the policies started to not only affect the customer, but the the, the employees itself causing people fired, be fired, quit their hearts on their anymore. hearts aren't in, it, or they're just zombies stuck in a continuous day in day out motion, which I'm sure ninety nine percent of the managers are. And <laughs> seeing that, I mean, what is your opinions, guys? I mean, we're gonna bash it now. So
2: starting, I mean, st- starting off, loved it. Love the job. Uh, towards the end, the last year, that was the that was the single worst job I ever had. Well, not the single worst. I walked out on one job. That was the single worst. <laughs> but GameStop. There were times where I was like, you know what? I just want to close and leave because the way corp- the way corporate got over the years, corporate just got more and more involved and just started treating you more and more like a piece of meat. They started yeah. treating They're you like, like a, a number. number. Yeah, they started treating yeah. you like a fucking number works. on a page, mm-hmm. and it was and it's awful. I mean, they're even going through tons of lawsuits right now. They're going yeah. through multitudes of lawsuits because yeah. of how bad their corporation and even going has against
1: their policy. They're asking. I know I went through this as a manager. They would ask you to do things against policy, that and then chastise, and then chastise or get rid of you for it because they could put the blame on you. And even saying things. One of the last years I was there, they said you could have Thanksgiving off. Now. They're opening between the prime time hours of when people eat on Thanksgiving, which is four to six, and it is. They say it's to uh, you know generate sales. In my sense, is the corporate heads are so infuriated at the fact that they're losing money, they're punishing the managers by making them come in at dinner time, which is bull. And then coming back later that night, so they're coming in at four p.m. and leaving at six p.m. Any place that you're at, and then they're closing and they're reopening up again at eleven o'clock, which we all know as working in GameStop, where if you work retail? Just because you open up at 11 doesn't mean you get there 15 minutes before. You get there hours before to set up for that night. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, then, oh, yeah. and then you're there throughout whatever time, and then you work more hours on Black Friday. So the corporate... And then the next day, uh, if your person, sales
2: aren't looking the way that they asked you to have them,
1: oh, you best believe you're getting a call. Yeah, you're getting a call Better from call someone, yeah. And they're going to chastise you for not making sales, even if you're put in a position where you're, exceedingly gonna fail. Well here's it's not your fault. And and from a customer's perspective, this you know, there's
3: jokes going around on the internet It's just awesome, the memes about it, and it's it's you hate to see it, but then it's funny to you because you know it's how it is. You go in there to buy a game. They're like, Well hey, what about this? You wanna put down a pre order for this, you want to pre order this If it feels like you're going to a car lot and you got that car lot salesman bullshit People don't put up with that nowadays. They yeah. just leave. Yeah. But see, here's the thing: it the wasn't theme. always like that. It was natural. You could walk in, you could have get a, a game, have a conversation, and then you'll say, "You know what? I might. I, you know, what, I want to put them for that game because you genuinely thought they were excited about
1: the game, or they're excited about the same things you were into." And you know something too? And it's not like that anymore. And you know something too about that too? It's very robotish. When I first started, I think we all know. I was probably the best, if not one of the best at doing that. Yeah. And in the company in its entirety. And one thing was that it was a natural conversation at the beginning. And I think Tyler, you understand this too, because Tyler was really good at, at this too, selling and being able to have a natural conversation with someone and being able to sell yourself and the product at the same time was great. But what really sucked and Tyler, you can agree with me or correct me is when the company started to pressure you on numbers because of the fear of the, you know, uh, streaming, being able to buy an electronic purchase versus the physical product. Yeah. And wanting to show that they were still the best outlet for these consoles. And pressuring and saying, if you don't meet these numbers, it's even gotten worse now to where if they don't hit a certain number, just the underling or the employee, the first week they get a warning, the second week they can be terminated. And that goes back to –
3: a commission-based job And that is not what that is, sir They mm-hmm. don't mm-hmm. produce it and that way actually And have, when you when you get hired on It is yeah. not told to
1: you that you're just going to be that way But and then it's push, 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 push And the, push, the labor push. laws from, you know When President Obama was in office Was this, that you could not Exceed a certain amount of hours Doesn't matter, you know, who you were Now GameStop, it took them justifyingly In their own whatever way It took them a year to adhere To that federal law And to change it from where managers were salaried, could work any hours. You could work every single day from open to close and not be getting any overtime to where they only can work 44 hours now and get overtime. But the business expects them to show up, expects them to do things, expects them to run a store on a smaller amount of hours, smaller schedule, and not have the coverage or the amount of hours that the manager can work now to be able to work that store. And then they get wrote up, and fired. I've known personal individuals who have done everything that they thought was the right thing to do to survive out of fear of their job and get fired and arrested because they were asked to do something that was against company policy. And I think in that matter, the evil empire itself in GameStop. I hope that they get blown to smithereens. See, yeah. I honestly don't all understand. the drama.
2: I don't understand how the how they work. haven't been put out of business already. Do you know how simple it would be for PlayStation and Xbox and even Steam, for that matter, to just drop each one of their games, brand new, online, by 10 15 bucks. 15 They don't have to worry about packaging. They don't have to worry about shipping, mm-hmm. advertisement. It's all going to yeah. be on the system. If they did that, they'd kill GameStop because they would no yeah. longer need to worry about the advertising well, that GameStop I, provides.
1: I feel like they're starting to do that now. because
3: well, they're or something, but...
1: Yeah, I think if you pre-order something now on console, several of them, if you're a member, like a gold member or a plus member, you actually will end up getting a discount on yep. the pre order. For example, I just bought more. Madden GOAT edition, uh, which I couldn't pass up because you could either get the regular edition for the fifty to sixty bucks, or you can get the GOAT edition for twenty dollars off and and not have to pay a hundred bucks to go to GameStop to buy the same thing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they're starting to do stuff like that. Um, they have certain exclusives only on the consoles that you can't buy on the on you know at the store. That's a physical product. But the main thing is, is the quality. You yeah. know, is GameStop going to be able to rejuvenate itself oh. for quality?
0: No. And we
1: all know the answer to that. I think no, they're going to be like another movie gallery. It's done. It is GameStop, done. GameStop's dead. And you know, one of the things that we should have all seen together was when they started to expand in businesses sideways was when they figured they reached their peak and there was nowhere but going yeah. down from there because they failed on rejuvenating a contract with Sony and Microsoft about, you know, percentages on new games, which is the bread and butter of the business now. And they failed to, to get that same contract with Nintendo when they reached out several times to try and be more of an exclusive, you know, establishment for it. Now does it suck? Is it hurt? Yeah, because you have a lot of good memories there. Yeah. We have put a lot of blood sweat and tears into that business but the ultimate thing is is it's being ran by a bunch of older you know whether we want to say by race white black Asian Hispanic whoever by yeah. a bunch of older people who are caught up in money and self you know uh, deprivation and, and wanting to make sure they have money and live a certain lifestyle that They are chastising employees. I know from, I won't say personal experience always, but I know last year, and it was leaked online, not naming names, but there was their conference in Minneapolis. The actual CEO of the company yelled at every single manager they had. After closing all the stores in Puerto Rico, hundreds of jobs, hundreds of stores, and blaming the managers for the failure and telling them that they all were bad at what they did. They, every year, would have a conference to show them how good they are and to educate them as employees to make them better. That was the point of the conferences.
0: Yeah. And now
1: they're being chastised. Who's to say what's going on in Vegas now where these people are out there and have to go, even though they're paid for, has to go to that. They don't have a choice. And then having to go to the classes at 530 in the morning until 8 o'clock at night and then forced to go out on a team dinner and then wake up the next night or I'm sorry, the next morning, to do the same thing over again and being assigned to certain classes that you're supposed to take, that you have to take, and not classes that you want to take to be able to learn something more that you're interested in for your business. So they're they're being told what to do. They're being chastised what to do. The business is failing. There is no connection between corporate and the employees anymore. So my opinion is I think in the next two to five years, GameStop is a tombstone. I agree. Yeah, I agree with that too. That's the bash and gash, I guess you could say.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were gonna go a lot harder on those. I, I really did too. I'm, I think. Well, really, I hear y'all being quiet. Yeah. I mean, I could, I could, I could go harder on like specific people. I won't name who the district <laughs>
1: manager was, but yeah, our
2: district yeah.
3: manager, can suck oh, a Dick,
1: dick. <laughs> definitely. Yeah, well, let's <laughs> just say he had a lot of lift.
3: At the end of <laughs> yeah. but, I, I've actually been, you know. I'll say, like, going into it and being older, he never knew actually how old I was. And when he found out, he went, wow, I should have kept him.
1: You know, what's also crazy is I had a lot of respect for the man and the fact that he could generate numbers. But I didn't have any respect for him in the way that he treated people in life. Oh, I lost respect for him
2: the first time I met him. It was the first time I ever met him. He came into the store right after I came on vacation, and we were doing a a company-wide store cleaning. He comes in my first day back, and we were supposed to have already started on it, and, and nobody had started on it yet. And, and, and he and, comes and in that. and expects me to be able to recite this cleaning list verbatim, and he comes in, and I'm sitting here leaning on the counter, reading it, and he starts talking to me, and I look up at him, and he goes, don't, don't lean when I'm
1: talking to you. Well, another thing, too, is what people don't understand is this person was so notorious that in the side businesses of GameStop, that they have, yeah. such as Singular Wireless or Spring Mobile, the district managers that were working in that other business, not even related to GameStop as far as you know, working with GameStop on a day-to-day basis, but being owned by them in a sense, they knew his name and they knew how horrible of an individual he was. And if he is listening, person, and if he's listening, I just yeah. want to say that from every single person that you know, and this is your words that you said. I don't have any friends, and I don't understand why. Well, the reason why is because you are a very rich, brutish, uh, psychopathic individual that would do yeah. anything to succeed, which is respectable, but... You're not going to make friends that way. You're not going to make friends
2: in
3: the sense of... You're not going to have human beings around you, period. No. Right. Nobody it's wants not to be even, around someone who's going to be... It's, it's not even that. Right. It's just all your bullshit and everything... What you really, what he really needs to know, is whenever you leave GameStop, you're nobody.
1: It's the same as when he you left
3: nobody. nobody. And it, exactly, it was you nobody. can't treat somebody like they're nothing under you and expect you. You'd basically be like Caesar, because if it was me, you'd be stabbing the neck right now. There you go. <laughs> Well, I don't
2: think I don't think he pissed me off enough to want to kill him. But. Nah,
3: me neither. <laughs> but
0: well, not
2: that,
3: guess, but
1: you know what I'm saying. It's to
3: that extent. Of you know,
1: you know what's cool in the
3: name of almost
1: is that is Kyle's like most upfront, honest answer, not beating around the bush that we've ever had on this show. <laughs> so uh, there you go. But anyway, so we're going to wrap it up. We only have a couple minutes left. Um, but first, Tyler, what did you learn today? Uh, I learned.
2: Where, what the Night King does with babies, and it's not as dirty as I thought it was. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Kyle, Kyle what did you learn today?
3: Oh, man, I learned that uh, we all pretty much hate GameStop. There you
1: go. And I learned um, that uh, Kyle can give a straight answer, but it's when he's <laughs> really upset about something. So from all of us here, uh, you know, I'm Jesse. This is Kyle. This is Tyler. And what are we always, guys? Just joking and on the fly. And you can find us on JK Podcast 101 on Twitter, Facebook. Find us on CastBox, also Mm -hmm. on iTunes. Download us and subscribe, blockhotradio.com backslash JK Podcast. Thank you all again. Enjoy the podcast. Download, listen, subscribe. And we'll be back next time for our 26th episode. Thank you.